Hey everyone, and welcome back to Long Lost Heroes Podcast. I believe this is episode 188 for us. Hey! Uh, I'm, I'm an 88 baby, you're not. I am quite. not. Almost. Nope. So Almost close. could have been. <laughs> totally could have been. Um, not, though. Yeah, well, I'm Frank. AJ. I'm AJ. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we are covering... Season three, I think last week I said season four, but you know, <laughs> uh, getting ahead of ourselves. They know it's episode okay. five, chapter twenty-one, called "The Pirate of the Mandalorians." Yeah, uh, this, um, yeah, I mean, everything came together. It really did. Uh, you know, we what we thought was meandering turned out to be, you know. You know, not perfectly careful plot development, but I would say pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we knew that the crazy Swamp Thing guy was going to come back around at some point. Yep. Um, it was nice to see him come back. It was also nice to see the machinations and again back on Coruscant. Yeah. Like, with, like in a different light, too, right? Totally, like... totally different light. Great guest star. You know, yeah. <laughs> add on another uh, SNL alum to the Mandalorian Star Wars universe. Uh, well, and it's like we knew he was coming at some point. We yes. just didn't know when or where. I'm glad that he got to be funny. Yeah. I mean, Tim Meadows can't not be funny. Tim, Me But he plays – Tim Meadows is so usually good at committing. Like, in he in the principal in Mean Girls, like, he's so good, you know, and yeah. he's, like, so, like – the opposite of all the other characters in that school. So, like, his comedy really works. Whereas this, I think he was definitely aware of what was going on. <laughs> yeah. I uh, One of my favorite, like, recurring bits of his is on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and he plays, like, this cannibal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, like, every time he's like, oh, I'm, I'm better. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm reformed. And he, like, goes and tries to, like, bite someone. It's, like, insane. Okay. Um, <laughs> Insane Tim Meadows. Um, anyways, so, so yeah, we are the only podcast that started with Tim Meadows. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. Uh, um, okay, boys uh, and girls. Uh, yeah, so you know, again, a long argument we've been having on this show is who is the Mandalorian, <laughs> and it's you know still and, unclear, and it still goes on. <laughs> uh, I think that adds to the intrigue. I think that it's very smart. Something that, you know, The Last Jedi did, mm. um, building the intrigue through the title to, you know, see and, and, you know, begin to validate. Also, think about a title like The Clone Wars and Rebels. You know, those it's, are very well-titled programs. Yeah, I mean, and, like, they, they couldn't call it The Mandalorians. No. Because in the beginning, there weren't Mandalorians. <laughs> There was right. only him. There's um, just, it's just in jar. But it's also interesting because this season, like Katie Sackhoff has co-starring. Like she is. Well, I think a lot of that is the Gina Carrado uh, happy accident. What that is, my friend. Mm. You know, I think they were happy to kind of get her onto her other show. But then, I mean, she's acting the fuck out of this. I would not be surprised if she starts getting you know, a lot of other work. Yeah. Because uh, I think she's actually one of the better acting parts because she gets to show her fucking face. Yes, she does. <laughs> and it's great. 
And you believe her. I, I believe her. She has that time with the animated voice character. She mm-hmm. believes in the character. She's got the wealth of Star Wars knowledge. She's the ultimate female Star Wars lead we've all been waiting for. And, and all those years of, of being Starbuck. This is like just her, you know, like she's just this gritty, like action star. Yeah. Like it's awesome. And she gets to do so much. Um, <sighs> yeah, she's very badass. I also really liked her TikTok this morning where she was, uh, everyone was like excited to watch The Mandalorian and she's watching Miss Rachel. And I was like, I identify with you, <laughs> Bo Katan. Uh, <coughs> okay. Does she, have, does she have a kid? I yeah, I do. Kid. I, she, does. she does. She has a toddler. Oh, she's she a young a kid. kid. There we go. So I don't think people watch Miss Rachel just for the fuck of it. <laughs> I, well, that's why I was confused because I, I, you know. I've, I, you know, I haven't really watched. <laughs> I haven't really watched Miss Rachel like super duper high yet, <laughs> but I don't think it would be cool. Like it's just like it's, it's just she's just just she's just very excited. I've never watched Miss Rachel, <laughs> and I kind of want to keep that for a while. Oh, you haven't watched Miss Rachel yet? No. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Miss Rachel's tight, dude. All right. Here's here's what I'm gonna say about Miss Rachel. Miss Rachel has a great story. In that she was a teacher, actor, performer in New York City, and she also did daycare. And then she had a kid with, who was delayed speech and has, you know, on the spectrum stuff. And she needed, she saw a need that was like, she saw the commercialization of Sesame Street coming. And she's like, I can do this stuff with my friends in New York City. And then COVID happens. And then mm-hmm. all of the all of the other people on the show are just out of work Broadway people. So it's like all these Broadway singer and dancer people. And she writes a couple of songs. She does a lot of the classics. But like there's a couple songs that she does that are just they're they're straight bangers, Frank. They're straight bangers. <laughs> uh, there's a song uh, up and down. Oh, my God, it's phenomenal. And then there's uh, what's the. The Luby Lie harmonies are pretty sweet. Okay, anyway, Miss Rachel is great. Uh, no, uh, we're really on today. Yeah, we're really uh, we're we're way off. That's okay. Here's let, let's take change tangents immediately, and I want to okay. ask you a different, totally different question. Sure. So something that they've been talking about the last couple of episodes has been the difference between mid rim, you know, central systems and like outer rim systems. Do you know more about this than me? I imagine that you do. I mean, it's it's like it's always been super vague because, like, you know, in the original trilogy, we're, they they talk about the outer rim all the time. Like, Tatooine is out there. That's why like no one gives a fuck about it. And like, then like we finally get the like, like Coruscant is the center of the galaxy, quote unquote. Like that we get in in the prequel era, and it's like so focused on that. Um, yeah, mid rim is very like new term to me. I think it's kind of like, I don't know, like if 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 Coruscant is the urban like New York City, sure, Mid Rim is like the suburbs like Long Island, and then like Outer Rim is like bumfuck upstate. Now let me ask you this: Is Navarro yeah. in the Outer Rim or the Mid Rim? I thought it was Outer Rim, but it like it to me it sounded like this episode that, that they placed it in the Mid Rim. Hmm. Right? They know. talked about I, other pirates in the mid rim. 
Maybe. Um, I think what's hard to say is like, like he's got like this settlement. It, it's like when we talk about planets, it's almost like it's like a city. It's like the only city. Like at least like on Tatooine, right. you're you're like, oh, there's most Eisley, most Espa, most blah blah blah. I can't remember them all. Like, but like here, it's like the way he's talking about it. It's like, oh, like these are all my people. It's like a hundred of us that live on this planet. Yeah, the space. Okay, Jews. according according to Wikipedia, it is in the outer rim. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> That's better. Um, okay, so. I think that how do you feel about the show leaning into the Western stuff? And also, how do we feel about uh, grief cargo in this episode? Hmm. Um, I mean, this show has always been a Western indeed, so, and uh, arguably so is star Wars. So like, um, I'm totally fine with it. I love the pirate stuff. I think, yeah. Um, like looking back on Clone Wars and Rebels where there are a lot of pirates and I thought maybe this week we were going to get a very important pirate uh, cameo, but he did not make his appearance. Uh, but they, they nailed it with like the races of the different species, like like all those guys that we were seeing today, like last night. They're the ones that like tend to be the pirates. Like it, I, I can't name your, them. Your Transdosians, your Corins, your uh, exactly. Who are the guys with the, um, the goofy faces? Oh my god! They're, all they all of all of goofy. All faces. these all these bad guy aliens, right? Yeah, Which and, is... and they they just like that's what they are. They're pirates, and so like I think they nailed that. I think they also look better than they ever have. Yeah. Um, the like I don't know. I I really do wonder after. Book of Boba Fett, if like enough complaints about the way, um, like Cad Bane looked, like I don't know, I just feel like the costumes and and all the makeup is like really ramped up this year, um, and like uh, to your second question, the the grief cargo, um, I mean, I think it's smart. Like he, I think he did the right thing, you know, calling for help, um, but like. Like what? What? What else did we want him to be? Like a gunslinger? Like he? Like he's not about to like lose his head for this? No. You know? No. Um. But <clears throat> it was interesting to me. You know, they're setting this all up, and he's has so much power, and obviously there's a lot of money coming and going from here. You know, what are they? You know, I, I wish that they would have delved more into that. You know, I'm. I know we all hate the space politics, but I'm, we can have a little bit more in this show, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just I just want to know how it's all going down, you know, because maybe that'll give us clues as to, you know, how people are making money around here. Maybe they maybe there's other things that are happening that people are making more money with the bad guys, you know. Right. So, I mean, and that goes back to so like now we're, we're talking about the, the, the Mandalorian covert like comes to sure. their rescue and like. Din has to convince everyone, and then ultimately Paz Vizsla, like, backs him up, which, like, no one was expecting, but also, like, totally makes sense. I I don't remember that the Mandalorians were against Grief Karga, I guess, in season one. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, I mean, because remember in episode three when they're in the bar and then 
he's like, all right, everybody is going to be coming and looking for you right now because you're mm. going crazy. And, uh, you know, he keeps threatening them. And then they have the big they have the big shootout where they leave. It was like the Instagram cover from episode three. It's like them the big firefight at the end of the episode. I mean, I remember the firefight, but I guess I don't remember like Mando versus Grief Karga. I thought they were always on. The it wasn't side. really Mando versus Grief Karga. It's Mando versus Grief Karga's henchmen, you know, okay. his red shirts. All right, fair enough. <laughs> so that's why we like didn't take a lot of convincing, right? Because like, we still right. had three episodes to get to Bill Burr, you know. Like we're still uh, we're still lost in the fucking Shire over here, right? Um, okay, so <clears throat> they rescue, they really like own the shit out of these pirates, and they become heroes of Navarro. Now they're welcome. They have all the land from. <clears throat> That the from here to there, this is <laughs> because this planet is completely empty. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You could just do whatever you want with it. Um, <laughs> Are you setting up space Palestinians? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, oh, I'm canceled. That's it. But, but but like yeah, I mean, really, all the plots came together, right? Like we had yeah, we had stuff on Coruscant. We had uh you know stuff uh with navarro stuff with the mandalorians and like tying back to and stuff with the rebels at their rebel base where we have some major cameos you got (laughs) filoni deb chow you got and rick fumayuma and you also have (gasps) zeb yeah live action dude he looked perfect yeah pretty good i would say pretty good Uh, i mean and like i think it was really smart for them to do cgi um and like, it just it works. It's it, it works. It worked. It really and did. And it's Steve Blum voicing him from that. He did the voice on Rebels, so it, it was like a l- nice little cameo. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get more one day. But like, it this is this was. Oh no! It's gonna be. It's all for you guys now. Like, it's all well, for. It's really. That's it's really setting what's up gonna, for Ahsoka. Yeah, but really, it's the direction. I think you can see the direction I like when we'll talk about this later, but like, you know, I think that you guys put in the time and watched the shows mm-hmm. for people like me. I can watch a couple of episodes, but it takes it. I just, I can't, I don't love it. And I don't know why I don't love it, mm-hmm. but I don't love it. And you guys are now going to be the ultimate receivers of the great rewards that are going to come of this franchise. Because that's what they yeah. were setting up, I think, in those animated shows to begin with. Yeah, right? for sure. You have to imagine Filoni, you know, not only is he aware of the larger Star Wars universe, he's the protege. So I can only imagine that when he's doing the stories and setting up the characters, you know, years ago, you know, thinking ahead, like, he's like, well... I'd be like, wouldn't it be awesome wouldn't if one it be day great? we could make this le- like a live action character? And he's realized, I mean, a lot of that, a lot of that. He really has. He, he has. And, you know, the, the character of Zeb, like, based off of the original designs for Chewbacca, like, that's... Tight as hell. That's so great. Cool. And he looks imposing when you don't have Chewbacca, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of be, you know, the muscle, quote unquote. And now you have... This guy who has an English accent, he's super big and like and also the backstory of this whole race of aliens that are crazy. Yep. Um, yeah. Wild. Uh, yeah. It's awesome. And and I think like because we've basically been confirmed that uh, Ezra, Hera 
and Sabine from Rebels are coming are all, back for Ahsoka. Coming to Ahsoka. It's like, well, what about Zeb? And now they're like, okay, well, we gotta get the CGI up. We gotta, you know, we gotta make the models and make sure that like we can make this character because he's gonna, he's gotta show up. Like, there's no way he's not. So, um, but yeah, it, it, that was great. Um, but ultimately, you know, not anything with the plot. <laughs> um, well, here's the but, here's the thing though. Yeah. I, I I do think that, you know, one of one of the interesting things about Mandalorians, I think, is that we have only been exposed to pretty much two major ways to be a Mandalorian. And I think what the armor is really setting up is that there are many, many, many ways to be the Mandalorians. And that they are very scattered. And that, you know, we need somebody who, who really is going to be able to not speak their language, but speak to their, you know, wants and beliefs, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why, you you know, I, I think that's the decision, you know, make with the end of this, with the end of the episode. I think, you know, it was really, I thought she was going to trick her. I thought originally that the armor was going to trick Bo-Katan. It's like, and take off your take helmet. Off your helmet. Like, okay, well, now you're fucked. You're not a Mandalorian. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and and Bo-Katan's like, but you know I'm, like, badass, right? And, like, that could have been a cool scene of, like, them kind of talking on a real level, which we've never we've never really seen anybody right. do with the armor before. Right. But at the, at that point, she had, like, proven herself multiple times totally. to her. Like, and so, like, it makes sense that she respects her now. And she's like, well, I could see that. I could see why people would want to follow you. And there are Mandalorians out there that would follow you. So, like go find them let me ask you this yes do we think that the armorer may be force sensitive and could have foreseen into her mind and that's how it changed her mind from the last episode no you don't think so Mm -mm. maybe i don't know okay okay i mean i'm entering that into the record (laughs) i yield back my time (laughs) um so here's where I'm feeling like this, what they're setting up. So like, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, we talked about how we needed to get all the, not all, but you know, get the Mandalorians together. Yeah. 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 Need them to see her being like badass. And we, and and we certainly did. Yeah. But like now what we're going to take back Mandalore. So like, yeah, they've got this like little nice outpost on Navarro, but they're going to try to get their home planet back. I don't know. Back from whom, they don't really need to take it back from anybody. <laughs> they don't understand that. Just go there. Just bring people. Just like, hey, hey guys, like, uh, we're 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 allowed in. <laughs> we have the keys. Um, right. But, but... May- maybe they set up like like a fake or like sort of real fight between her and Din, and like she like w- like they could watch it, and she wins the dark saber from him because he's not gonna just give it unless like they set it up, and then he's like, no. I will win, and then he like, <laughs> I don't know. It's no, like, but who's gonna win the dark saber? Grogu, Grogu will Kogra. win it. Well, yeah, he will, he will kill his father in a hundred years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep watching for Mandalorian season twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, uh, yeah, man. <sighs> who's gonna have the dark saber? Well, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm sad that we haven't gotten to see it more. I thought for sure we would have seen it this week. 
that was kind of a bummer. You know, I thought we would really get more time, uh, you know, even showing Din using it. You know, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, both. I, I think that's sort of the problem here. Like, Din is definitely taking a, a back seat a lot of the time. Like, yes, he like he was the reason why they they went because he's like, this is my friend. I got to help him. But like he just like flew his ship. You know, like we don't see a lot of him like it. it I think what what's the downside is like we know it's no longer just from his perspective. Sure. You know, and so like now we're you know we're following this whole right. We have big, we, big fight scene, which we is have Holly Walda said we ha- we're really following you know a big pussy. Like you really do see the other characters much more in the later seasons. You do. Um, yeah, man. No, I like listen. I think that week to week, it's they've so they definitely heard us. And they heard the complaints that, you know, the sets needed to be improved. The CGI needed to be a little bit crisper, a little bit cleaner. And I think that time was spent in it. You can see it. Yep. Um, What I'm I think what's been interesting about, you know, this time around of Mandalorian is I think that, you know, it hasn't had like that big buzzworthy like pop cultural episode yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see if we get that one this episode and if that's going to take more time or a different series, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, cause this has been next, next, next episode is, is Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, number seven. Yeah. But is... that's going to be like next week will be like some kind of like, you know, it'll be a Bryce Dallas Howard, which means it'll be a chill episode. Well, it'll be, it'll be her or it'll be Bo-Katan going off on a mission to find Mandalorians. You think that they're going to do that immediately? I don't know. I don't know. I think that'll... Well, what what else is going to happen? Are we just going to watch them rebuild fucking Navarro? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I, or... I think it could be a cool thing to, like, see them hanging well, out and then people being, like, pro-Mandalorian and then having, you know, anti-Mandalorianism. <laughs> On the planet? Yeah. They're all going to be like, you guys saved us. Short now, you know, mm. but then, you know, some Mandalorian gets drunk at a bar and they're like super strong and have the gauntlets and shit. And they're like, you guys don't take off your helmets. You're so rude. Yeah, it's rude. <laughs> we don't understand you and your ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Seven is written by John and Dave. Okay, cool. And then Eight is written by John. I mean, John wrote pretty much all of them. Yeah, man, um, he's very heavily involved. And then I think we're going to get more Filoni stuff in Ahsoka, right? That's probably the yes. idea. Yeah, he's been busy with Ahsoka and Bad Batch. And I think. is Bad Batch worth it? Is that a good show? I'm really enjoying it, but like, I feel like if you haven't watched Clone Wars, sure. it's, it's definitely not as like fulfilling. Yeah. It's definitely like bonus content. Sure. <laughs> and like it's got its own like real plot line and I'm enjoy- and like we just watched one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have like two or three more to go because that just wrapped its season. Uh-huh. Um and yeah, I don't know, like maybe it'll it, what's what I was I think saying a couple of weeks ago, um the like the the cloning stuff is like happening on both shows like simultaneously. So it's kind of uh... like 
they're telling like the like both ends of the story at the same time in a way, which is kind of cool. Um, but so yeah, it okay. must be kind of cool. Uh, to, this is the last we can. What did you want to just say? I'm sorry. I was gonna, I was gonna say the 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 bit at the end. The oh the shit non post credit scene post credit scene. Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. So we get confirmation that Moff Gideon uh, Scott never, Yeah, he got out. Somebody got him out. Yeah. Um, and to me, mm. planted a Beskar uh, Mandalorians. Yeah, a little little red herring. For but we were meant. To, but we were meant to think they were. Mm. Tuscan, Tuscan Raiders only travel single file. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Obi Wan. Um, yeah. So I mean, I it. Listen, Carson Teva, <laughs> like he's gonna go back and be like, hey. I don't believe that the Mandalorians would do this because we just whatever. But like, you know, the New Republic, they're but there are other Mandalorians. They're they're the good place. They're the good place, like oh shit. rulers that they just like they think that they can follow everything by the book, and they're just getting mo- like mocked down with bureaucracy in a bad way. They're 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 the bad liberals that can't get their shit together either. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're gonna be like, oh, we gotta take out these Mandalores. <laughs> Look what did they do? They 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 got the guy. Um. But you know, where is Moff Gideon? Maybe next week is Moff Gideon episode. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Hey man, he's fucking so great. So it, it... John Carlo Esposito is all over everything. Like him and Pedro Pascal are just like the most like well Pedro pa- hired... Pedro Pascal is I would say the next great movie star but he's on TV. <laughs> They're going to have some kind of word for that because let me tell you man he is having the craziest year. You know, he yeah. picks great projects. He's funny and likable. I think, you know, the Last of Us is have, a major success. We haven't. Have we seen his face this season? No. We, yeah, we got to get that one. Uh, oh, there'll be like always one. I admit, maybe not. No. No, I don't you think don't so. Think so? I think they know. We know what we. I think they know. One. Most of the time, he's not in there. Two. <laughs> <laughs> they know. We know what he looks like. Uh-huh. Right. So it doesn't matter to like the first two seasons. It's the stakes are so high when he does it. It's it's such a beautiful moment. Yeah. Um. I don't think that they have that those stakes right now. Hmm. Unle- it's unless true. it's the unless it's him and Bo-Katan making out. But I don't think that's where it's going. No. Well, I, I guess my point of where it could be going is like if she truly does like rally the troops together he can like decide that like now is the time like in front of everyone that he can reveal his face or something, you know, maybe like as like a way to, to show to the others that like, this is the way uh, you think he's going to be, he's going to convert. I think he might. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, man. Hey, anything can happen. You know, that's what, th- that's what they're trying to tell us. I mean, it's been a great it's been a great season so far. I don't know why people are down on this show. I don't know either. I, I don't get I, it. I feel like it's 
I don't know. You know what? We knew that this season was going to be a building season anyway. Yeah. You know, with the epic high that was the Luke Skywalker's finale of season two and what happened during the Book of Boba Fett. um, We knew that, you know, we were treading water here to get to the next big thing. And even if that meant, you know, waiting a little bit longer to get, you know, the payoffs, I I think it I think ultimately the other shows are going to be uh, picking up the slack and and that and you see that in in the Filoni in the Filoni absence, but also his presence and attention on the other project. Well, and I think even if you go back to the end of season two, like it was very clear that the Mandalorian storyline was going to become more prominent. Like when, when we had Bo-Katan and like the dark saber and everything, it's like, okay, this is where we're going. And so it was like, before we knew Grogu was coming back, we're like, this is where we're going. And so like Grogu's back, (laughs) but like, that's not that's not the point. Like we're following this plot line now. We, we, this show wasn't going to become Luke Skywalker's Jedi Academy. Nope, it really just unfortunately wasn't. But <sighs> listen, I think that there, it must have been. It maybe Filoni likes that. Maybe that's like his big thing. Is like they like they bring to him and they're like, hey man, you know you got to make you know new Star Wars and stuff. And he's like in the room like. Do you know what they did? Do you know all the things I have to do? And like he goes back and he's like, well, fuck. Like I have to make this. Fu- I have to show this fucking New Republic shit that I did. Dave give a Filoni shit. does never. He never raises his voice. He's the most chill dude. I'm, I hope he yells. I would love to hear Dave Filoni yell at stuff. No, no, no he what he does. Like he like George Lucas. He goes over to John Favreau, whispers and writes something down. And Favreau and yells him, and Favreau yells. <laughs> well, Favreau's Favreau. Um, Favreau's Favreau. Um, okay, my last question for you: Meow. Do you think that the people mm. are not liking the show or have checked out on this show because of Boba Fett? Mm. Because of the that. It was like, ugh, this is required watching. I heard it sucks, or uh, I think we watched it, we didn't like it, blah, blah, blah. I think 50-50. I think that, you know, what is hard about the Star Wars Disney machine, and especially Boba Fett, you know, and its time and place, and if you think about, you know, uh, global history, is that you know, we knew that this show was coming out and Disney knew that this show was coming out and it had to come out. So in, instead of pushing it back and waiting six months to a year to see how COVID was doing, they just had to push ahead. And I think that, you know, similarly to the sequel movies, I think that they they saw the add-on of uh, prominent directors and visionary people to come into Star Wars as always being um, a way to bring in people, right? And I think that for us, I think thinking about Robert Rodriguez and watching his episode that he did with Boba Fett, you know, we were like, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe it would be good. But I think the reality is, is for those people who come on, very similar to Marvel, you know, it's not really, you know, about getting, you know, you totally control it and, and you are a cog in the wheel and there's not necessarily a ton of stuff that you can do. Now, having said that, 
Deborah Chow with Obi-Wan, a little bit of a different story. Right? Because if you look at if you look at Obi-Wan, at least the the storytelling is cohesive. Yeah. Uh it make it's it's fun to watch. It doesn't feel like it, it doesn't feel like bonus content. I like that you said that this week. I've I never thought about it like that. But to me, I do think that people had saw Boba Fett. They love Boba Fett. We all love Boba Fett. And Star Wars knew. They knew this. They knew that no matter what they did with Boba Fett, that it would never meet the expectations. The same thing happened with Han Solo. Yeah. So I think that they were ready to accept whatever that was going to happen. And I think that, but I also do believe that once you get the Luke Skywalker scene, if you didn't want to go on with it, I can understand being like, I got what I wanted. I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> like to me, it's 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 done. It's over. And and I think maybe it's it's a it's a seventy five twenty five split of people who seventy five percent of people who said this Boba Fett is Boba this is Boba shit, <laughs> and and this and then twenty five percent of people who felt fulfilled enough after the sequels to see what Luke Skywalker could do in the last episode of the Mandalorian and be satisfied enough to know that, you know, like I have Disney plus, but I'm not necessarily, you know, I don't necessarily, I think people binge this show too. Uh, that could be part of it. You know, I think people may wait. I don't know if they watch it week to week. Like we do. I think that most, I think that TV watching has so changed that the, the older, you know, dude our age like he does he may not have time to watch it week to week he may have to watch it all at once yeah that's true i don't know what do you think tell us what you guys are doing tell us what you think i we are assuming that you're watching week to week and and listening to, uh, along with us we know you're listening to the podcast we don't we don't know if you actually watched it <laughs> You know that we can't we can't tell you. You know we're just, we're just giving you the recaps. Yeah, instead yeah. of you watching the the episode, you just listen to us. Um, yeah. So yeah, let us know. I mean, this this has been fun. I mean, I, I'm I, I'm here for where they're going. I think that like everything kind of became cohesive this week. You know, we're gonna see someone riding a fucking mythosaur pretty soon. That's awesome. Yeah, but it won't be Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, it will definitely not be Boba Fett. Um, yeah, I, I think we'll definitely have a scene next week with Boba Katan talking to Boba Fett. That'll be funny. Oh, uh, you think so? Yeah, you think he's gonna and he's gonna be like, "I'm not a Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually doing a Russell Crowe impression." Uh, <laughs> no, listen, he's. It's not Tamora Morrison. We said that the whole time. No, it's not. His fault. <laughs> you know, like it's it's these it's it's the fact that the me and what we experienced is that the story writing the 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 writing on that show was just all all fucked up and and out of place and it didn't flow with the way that the memory cohesiveness needed to work. Like it just it, just, but that's okay. And and you know what? we have to be able to accept that there's going to be good and bad Star Wars from now on because there's always going to be Star Wars. That's a different thing, right? We, we've talked about this also, that the, 
the philosophy that forever and forevermore there will always be more and more Star Wars, which for that purpose we will then be able to we will then have stuff that is better and stuff that is worse. You will have Boba Fett and you will have Andor. You will have the movie Solo, which is actually, if you go back and watch it, it's a pretty great movie. Yep. Pretty great watch. You know, and you're gonna have Rise of Skywalker. Like mm. we're gonna have and like at what point do we all let it go? We we never let it go because we love it. It's okay to criticize things you love. That's right. That's the part. That's, that's the whole. That's the whole thing. That's why we started this podcast. That's the whole thing. Five years, six years ago. It's six like, years ago. Six years. Oh shit. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah, man. So listen, folks. If you're watching Mandalorians and you're liking it, please let us know because you know what, we're enjoying it. We we think it's fun and worth watching. Um, you can find us and find more of our content if you would like. We talk about many different things uh, uh, on the all the main podcast apps, whether that's Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, uh, Google, whatever you want, want to use. You can check out our website, www.longlostheroes.net. You can email us, info at longlostheroes.net. If you want to check out our socials, find out more stuff about us, at LLH Podcast. Uh, totally solid episode. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, AJ. Be well, everybody. Have a good night. Thanks, everyone. Mm-hmm.